everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed last week with with Sam. Um, this week, I talked to my friend Son S O N, who is a producer and an artist and a singer, um, and he makes really cool kind of ambient electronic music. Look really eclectic, lots of different different styles. Um, he's made stuff with Il, his previous songmaker's guest. Um, and yeah, we just had a had a chat about all kinds of things, seeing one how he's getting on in isolation, and then we we talked about songwriting and living, growing up in Penang in Malaysia, which is where where half of my family's from as well. Um, and just just yeah, how how he's he's found life in the industry and and production and his process and all, all those kinds of things. So yeah, here's my conversation with Son. Hey man, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. What's been going on? Been staying safe? Yeah, just, literally just indoors. Um, I, it's weird, like like the UK has been in lockdown for what, three weeks now. Um, yeah. But I've been in lockdown for longer than that because I decided like, before the UK took action, I thought like uh, I might as well do it before before the uk do it just so that i'm safe you know yeah um so i've been i've been in lockdown for like almost six weeks now like staying in my house kind of that's crazy that sucks <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah, have you heard anything really, really from sucks. um have you heard anything from your family in malaysia yes yeah my family they're all in malaysia um they're doing all right my mom i was messaging my mom this morning um I think they're gone on an extra three, like three weeks again. So I think they're like doing a total oh, okay. of nine weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she said that like, well, I, also, I also saw that Malaysia is like uh, one of the most, has the highest numbers of recovery oh, in the right. world right now. Yeah. Which I was surprised at because I mean, Malaysian systems are yeah, never great. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, but she was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of anal about everything. Like, you only one person can leave the house at a time like um oh i saw that yeah i saw that yeah like like when you go into shops they they scan your temperature and they like give you hand sanitizer and gloves and stuff and you're only allowed to buy essentials like you can't buy like like my little brother went out i got asked her to get um get get a drink and so she went out to get a drink um and said she had to buy bread along with it as well just to make it look like she was buying essentials otherwise the police come and like hassle you that's crazy so, i mean like it's working so yeah they're on it yeah yeah so who, who can who can can't <laughs> fault that really can you <laughs> <laughs> okay so um the first question uh is always um can you tell us a secret that listeners might not find out if they weren't listening to this part to this specific episode yeah, to this right now a secret about you about me, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I think I don't know. I tend to be very. I'm very like I plan everything out. I, I don't know if I don't know if that comes across on like I don't know in my my socials or whatever. But everything I've done has been planned out like from the start. I'm big planner. Big planner. Um, just because like I'm very. Like I want things done right and I want things done my way. Um, and I mean like obviously in terms of like the creative side. But right, um, not your not your personal life. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Like 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 all the creative stuff is like like all my artwork, all my visuals, all that stuff is all planned out and it's all it all means something. Okay. Um Yeah, I guess I guess that's I don't know if that comes across on socials, but um yeah, so like from from today from like where we are now six months into the future everything's all planned out six months yeah like a whole like to the end of the year i've planned everything out like what's happening amazing amazing so you know so you're completely in control yeah i I, I like to be very in control of everything i I mean i I think there's like first of all it's like it's the, the creative side like i like to i like to know that everything that is put out under my name or everything that's linked to my name or associated with my name has been like touched by me in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be, 
I don't want to be one of those artists where they just get like, people to do shit for them. Like, I'm not, I don't like that. Right. Like, all, all the visuals are like, the, all my ideas and all the, the artwork directions, all my ideas. Um, but also, it's like, it's my career as well, right? So, I want to be in control of what happens. And if something goes bad, then I can say, okay, that's my fault. Rather yeah, than yeah, rather than it's someone else being someone else's fault and having to blame them. So, yeah, I just like being in control of that. Nice, that makes sense. Um, yeah. When you were when you were, you grew up in Malaysia, right? Yeah, yeah. So w- when you were growing up, were you aware that music was going to be a big part of your life? Um, no, not at all. Um, so I started playing drums when I was like seven, eight, something like that. Um, so I've been playing drums like my whole life pretty much. Um, and I decided when I, when I moved to England for the first time, um, I was very like confused on what to do. I originally was going to do, um, I don't know, I don't know what the actual name is for it, but like creating... I wanted to create props and like prosthetics for movies. Okay. So like, I don't know, like, like, like make a lightsaber or whatever. Um, uh, and then like, I, I've always been doing music and like I had knowledge of that Ableton existed because one of my friends showed me like back in Malaysia. Um, so I, I just thought I'd give it a try when I moved to England like properly. And then I just got hooked and then like, for two years while I was in college, it was just every single day producing music. So, so did you move, you moved to England when you were 16? Yeah. When I was 16. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you hadn't really produced until you were 16 years old. So, yeah. So like I started, well, like I, I knew everything existed. So I've been, I was on Ableton before, like messing around, but not really like producing. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah. like, yeah, opening the software and like looking around that kind of that kind of thing. Um, but when I moved to England, it was like I had so much time because like I didn't know anyone as well. So I was literally just in my grandparents' like in the house in my little bedroom, like just every single day, like morning to night, just nonstop producing. Um, and I think that's how I got to the level I was so fast because it was just like every day. It was like what I did. And can you remember, can you remember the moment that you kind of finished your first song? You know, you finished your first full length. Yeah. Really bad. Really, really bad song. (laughs) Really bad. It was, um, it was, it used to be, it was under my old name, AK. Um, and it was like some festival trap song. It was like a complete rip off of like another song as well. Like it was bad. Um, and then I released it then took it down <laughs> like a week afterwards. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. I think every producer has, right. Like they, they all know that they started really bad. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. Really, yeah. I remember the first song I wrote, it was, uh, I found a file of it. I, I'm, I must've written it when I was 16. And yeah. It, it was no younger than that maybe for well now i'm thinking about the song i hope it was younger than 16 and the the um the song was called yellow man and it was a really rubbish kind of piece of imagery about the sun right <laughs> but it was it was honestly so bad but i remember that was the first i remember thinking what the first time i f- that was the first time i'd finished a song and i remember thinking God, that's pretty cool that I finished one and then rapidly tried to delete all evidence yeah. of it existing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's like the first like couple of days after you finish it, you're like, wow, like I finished the song. You know? You have that great feeling. Like I remember I even I even paid someone to master my song. Like just some because I had no knowledge of like m- mixing and mastering. So I just like searched up on Google like uh, places that master music in Manchester and then just sending him the audio file. It's like, yeah, I'll give you like twenty pounds or something. <laughs> he did it. It was like rubbish as well. It was so bad. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like a lot of people think that like people just start and they're like amazing, but they're not like every producer has the background of like being really, really shit when they start. 
Yeah, making hundreds of rubbish beats. Hundreds, yeah. And then yeah. it just suddenly, like, over time, it just becomes good. And then that's when it kind of takes off. Also, I don't know about you, but I still make loads oh, of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day. I, I make more shit music than I make good music, yeah. I would say. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Do you think of yourself as, as, as more of a producer than a, a songwriter? Um, so that's the, well, like I started as a producer, um, but now I'm in that like transitional phase where I'm becoming more of like an artist as like a whole thing where I'm like singing and writing the lyrics and I'm doing all that kind of thing. Um, so it's, I don't know, it depends, I guess it depends on like the situation in which you asked me, I, I suppose. Right, like, right. I have, I have, and I will continue to produce songs for myself and for other people. But that being said, I also want to do features. I also want to sing. I also want to um, write my own music and write my own lyrics to my own songs, that kind of thing. So I guess both. Can you remember what it was like growing up in Penang, in Malaysia, um, in terms of the music culture? there and, yeah. and what what was kind of I, I i know you weren't really thinking about necessarily making mu- making songs back then but can you remember what it felt like in terms of what people were listening to and yeah i mean malaysia's like malaysia's a funny funny place because it's like it was it was a british colony but it's so heavily influenced by american media and american culture which is right. something I find strange. Um, so on TV, like the the music channels were like MTV, but like the American MTV. Yeah. Um, and there was a bunch. There's a few other ones I thought they called, but um, like VH1 and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So it was a lot of American music that I grew up to, um, and I guess around that time, the 2000s was like punk, um, not punk, but like American Pop like, punk. Yeah. Pop punk, you know, like like Green Day and that kind of that sure, kind of thing. Yeah. Simple plan. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I, we've had this conversation before. Like, it's it's crazy that no one in England knows who Simple Plan is. <laughs> <laughs> I find that weird because they were like a big part of my childhood. Um, yeah, it's weird. But um, yeah, it was a lot of that kind of music. Um, and then I guess as I got older and as um, things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and like social media started coming out more. Um, Malaysia started opening a little bit more to more like different music, I suppose. So there was a, it, it became a lot of EDM. And I think Malaysia still is a lot of EDM. Um, and like, like pop, pop music, like really, really, really pop music, like Selena Gomez and that kind of Ed Sheeran, and like everything is, Every radio station is them, pretty much. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember. Um, I remember whenever I, whenever I go over there, I do have this kind of experience where you're in the car and you turn the radio on, or you're in a taxi and you turn the radio on, and it's just ultra pop. Yeah. Like, like it's weird because like sometimes, and living in I guess living in London, you don't really listen to radio that much because like you're never really in a car or like you know when you have your phone and whatnot but um it's weird because sometimes in malaysia you hear these really really poppy songs on the radio and i like me personally i've like i've never heard this song before but somehow it's like a massive hit and i'm really confused by it Um, I, i i i often mark my trips to malaysia by the song that i heard all the time because there's no other way to get around right you're you're getting in a car and the radio is going to be on. And I remember the last time I went, or maybe the time, the time before, maybe it was that you know that song from Suicide Squad. Um, All my Which friends one? are in it. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Twenty One Pilots song. Yeah. It was that. That's all I heard for th- for four weeks. That's all. I yeah. Heard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another a few other big ones like Shape of You. Yeah, sure, sure. Any other Ed Sheeran song, pretty much. <laughs> like, they love Ed Sheeran.
when you were growing up, was there like a childhood album that you that you remember got you into uh, like playing drums and wanting to make music? Um, the playing, I think the playing drum thing was was just a result of like being around people. Like my older brother played guitar for a bit. Um, okay. And I, I, I took guitar lessons with him then, but I was a kid. So like, I think guitar's kind of a hard um, instrument to learn as like a kid, like, like a young kid. Cause like your ha- your hands aren't like literally not big enough to play the guitar. Yeah. And your, and your fingers bleed. Yeah, exactly. So you're like, I don't want to go through this much pain. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I want to p- learn piano. I did like two piano lessons. Um, and I remember like the first time I learned, I like played a drum kit was like, in my school. Um, and for some reason I was in the music room and I was, I was young. I was like year four maybe at this point. Um, and there was a drum kit in that room. And then I, I just got on it for some reason and played a beat. And I was like, oh shit, I love this. So then that's, that's when it started. Um, but what made me really continue playing drums is um, I listened to a lot of metal or like heavy rock growing up. So like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. Uh, the like City of Evil, that album, the Avenged Sevenfold album, Nightmare. Those are like some of the most important albums to me in terms of like where my I guess music career kind of started, right? You know, and they're and they're all very drum forward. Very, yeah, because because the, the drummer, the Rev, was like my idol at that point. So, um, so yeah, it, that 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 band was like a big a big thing to me. And then I guess it kind of from there it kind of evolved into um, EDM because I think everyone's had that stage, right? I think so. And, and do you feel like as, as a drummer, you, when you came to, to, to produce and start making music, did, do you feel like you, you had a very kind of beat first mentality? Definitely. I always tell people that the only thing that I can actually do properly is make the drum loops or make, make the drum pan. Everything else is by chance. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, I, feel, I feel the same. The only the only thing I can do is basically write the chorus and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I get sometimes I just get really lucky. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's literally it. Because like the drums is like I know the drum kit inside out. Like, and the drums are like it's a pretty. If you're prog if you're programming drums, like it's it's not too difficult, you know, to get like a, like say if I wanted a drum and bass, like drum pattern like all you have to do really is listen to the drum and bass pattern and you then you can kind of recreate it whereas like chords you have to like learn like what the chord is that like what notes they're playing you know so um yeah i felt like having drums really helped me because it was i because when i started producing it was like during that soundcloud phase um where there was like a bunch of like different weird patterns and like new things were happening and things that I haven't heard before. So it, it allowed me to like dip my toes in into those styles, you know, and kind of take pieces from, from one part and then put it into another song, you know, and like kind of dissect and create my own type of music. Do you, um, do you have a particular process that you go through when you're, when you're starting a new track? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think I think it goes kind of like one of two ways. Um, it's usually I'd say it's more often I start with a drum loop, and then just keep trying things on top of it until something works. Um, but more recently, I've started with the melodic content, like the chords and melodies and that kind of thing, because I found it really hard to put things on top of drums. Um, I don't know what. I'd, don't know why that is. I think it's just because like there's already so much rhythm, so like you need to match the rhythm. I guess. Yeah, you you haven't got as much space. I guess. Yeah, um, and a lot of my music's very like um, ambient, kind of. You know, like all, all of all everything on top of the drums is very like spacious and very. Um, yeah, I guess I guess the word would be ambient. Yeah. 
Um, so when once I do that ambient kind of like really ethereal sounding things, it's really easy to put drums on if that. Right. Because literally anything works at that point. And and you've just kind of started like singing on record as well, right? You've just started singing and releasing those those tracks yeah. that that have your that have your vocal on them. Um, can you tell me a bit about that and about because I imagine that must have been daunting if you haven't always released with your own vocal. At first, I think for me it was more about I, I don't mind releasing. Like I don't really care what other people think about what it sounds like. It's more of like at least at least it sounds good. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want it to don't want it to sound bad. So for someone like me that's not a singer and had to learn how to sing, like it took me ages to learn how to sing. Like it took me like three three years. And then I finally got to the stage where I was kind of confident enough to sing a little bit. Um, and then I played my first show, my first like live show. I opened for Golden Vessel. Um, oh, wicked! Go- Golden Ve- Golden Vessel are Australian, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I opened for him and I sang live, and that gave me loads of confidence to like, okay, like I can do it live, like in my mind it was like okay people have heard me live right. like even if they don't hear the new music then like at least they know that i can sing so like for me now i have to release a song of my vocals right. as not as like a i feel obliged to but more of like that's my goal now to make to to become like a singer or become, become like a full artist that does everything self-produced everything they do is them right do you feel like um you you know moving into the realm of being going from a producer who worked with a lot of vocalists into being an artist um has that been something that you've had to think about and think about what you want that to be like or has it just evolved out of being a producer yeah it's it's definitely like i've had to think about what i do and how i portray myself um i mean this, I mean, yeah, I could also be thinking about this way too much, but like, I feel like it's very obvious. You know, if you go on someone's like Instagram or something, it's very obvious when they are an artist or when they are a producer by like what they post. You know what I mean? And like how they act, that kind of thing. Um, so I've had to. I'm. I just. I'm just kind of. I. F- I feel like I'm starting new music again because it's a new world. I'm like, I know the producer world. But now I want to be in that world with, of artists. Like I know a bunch of producers, but I don't know many artists like that, that write their own music and, and like sing on it and stuff like that. I don't know many of them. Um, so I'm kind of going into that world now, like trying to meet people and, and like kind of start again, which is, yeah. is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, especially to do this late, but you know, it's kind of fun as well. I've been meeting, meeting a bunch of new people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. There's a, there's a marked difference between making music and en- enjoying making music and having fun <laughs> and yeah. then trying to make it a thing that you do as a job. Um, yeah. and can you tell me about how, how that was for you? Um, and, and whether there were particular points at which you struggled with that, because I know, for example, with me, I, I knew that it wasn't probably what I, sh- what I was meant to be doing, right? My life up until that point hadn't led me to think, right, what you're going to do now is you're going to try and make songs for a living. And uh, I was wondering what, what your journey was through that. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I always make music and, like, when I make a song, like, when I make a song that actually gets released, I always have fun making it, like, it's always a great time making it, but I feel like there is like two different kinds of fun. You know what I mean? Like ma- making a song and releasing it is like enjoyable. But then if I was to just make music for like purely for fun, my music would be very weird. Like it'd just be like, <laughs> it would just be a bunch of meme songs pretty much. Like nothing would be serious. Um, so I guess when I started out, it was, it was just like, Oh, I just want to make beats. I just want to like, make some weird things and that kind of that kind of shit but like over time i've kind of realized or i've kind of 
I guess, narrow down what I want to make um, and have been kind of perfecting that product. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It hasn't, there hasn't been a, there wasn't really a, a, a point where I was like, oh, is that what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? It was more like I was in college. Like I was still doing college and I'm still like just doing the, the, the classes that I was going to do anyway. Um, and then the music just kind of took off and I was like, oh, let's do this then. Let's do, let's do this then. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there, was there like a, a particular challenge that, that you felt like you faced that you had to overcome when, when kind of trying to become a, a working producer, a working artist? Yeah, I think for me, and I still, I still have this problem where it's like, I need to make every song a hit. Um, that is, that's always a hard one because like I'm young like at the end of the day it's as, as much as I like doing music as a job it's also a job you know what I mean and like I need to make money from it and I need to survive um, so I knew from the, from the start from when I started taking it very seriously and like okay this is what I'm doing now that I was like okay now I need to take things seriously and I need to make, I need to make hits so I can survive, you know, but as I've, like, I'm writing, I'm writing my first album right now. Um, and as I'm writing this, I've kind of realized like every album is not full of hits, you know, cause if like, you know, that there's, there's, there's a sound, I don't know if you've heard the saying before, but it's like, if everything is something, then that something is, not special i don't have right, you know like right, if everything yeah, yeah. is yeah. if everything's stereo no, nothing is stereo yeah yeah i was thinking like if everything's a hit then which then, then it's not going to be a hit you know because it's like every, yeah, all of them of are hits yeah so what i've kind of been doing is like okay so if that's the case then like let's make this album more conceptual or like make it have more of like a storyline or meaning where there's like a hit followed by like um, a song that's like ambient and has its own place and like its own time to to be listened to. Do, do you feel like I don't know if this has changed now? You're pivoting to becoming a, a kind of a fully fledged artist and and running an artist project, but have you felt like you you needed to build a team around you, or so far has it been okay doing it all yourself? Um, so I have a manager and their their agency, and they help me out like before like the legal not legal stuff but like all the emails and that kind of shit um but as i guess as far as like the creative side um i've started to reach out to people and like hey like um i like what you do and i become friends with them and then like just continuously work with them until they become like part of the project in some way uh, or like my go my go-to person um I started doing a bunch of visuals and and I found um, a guy called Fraser and he's amazing. He does all he does like all my visuals from now on. We're doing music videos and stuff, um, which is like it's, it's kind of annoying because because of the current advice, we can't shoot the music video. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, so but yeah, like I I think a team is kind of important if you want to have like an all around project unless I mean like, unless you can do it you can definitely do it all by yourself but like I'm I don't know how to use like Premiere Pro and I don't know how to use like the editing softwares and stuff like that so like if I have the idea I'll tell him and then he can like okay I know how I know how it works in my world like I know what angles to use and I know what, how to edit this and what that kind of shit so um, I definitely wouldn't be my vis- my visuals would definitely wouldn't be good if I didn't have like a team, you know. Or if other like I can, the only thing that I can control is the music, pretty much. <laughs> Everything else is like I have the idea, but I can't actually carry it out. Sure. Is is there something that you, that you think if you could go back in time to when you were sixteen and you could tell yourself when you started thinking about being a producer? Is there anything that you tell yourself? You know, if you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, take it more seriously, I think. Because if I if I knew like if I knew at sixteen that this would be my job and this would be my career, then like I would have grinded so much harder and I would have taken it more seriously. I would have 
I would have made the music that I actually wanted to make instead of just making like random beats here and there. Um, right. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely take them all seriously. I think. Okay. Do you, do you feel like you do you feel like you take it seriously enough now? <laughs> um, that's a funny. That's a funny one because <laughs> sometimes I think sometimes. I think sometimes I take it for granted a little bit and just kind of like have days where I'm just like do nothing and yeah and like yeah it w- it was bad I think it was like two weeks ago it was bad for like a week I was just playing COD every day like being a complete slob like just ordering food and just like not leaving the couch and then I was like shit I gotta I gotta make music but yeah I don't know I think that's kind of good though sometimes because it's like if I'm just constantly grinding I just burn myself out you know. Yeah, and you, and that that's not helpful. Yeah, not at all, and, and it sets you back in further. So I guess it's like sometimes it's good to not take it seriously and have a break. Yeah, but, definitely. Um, but yeah, if I'm trying to make a song, then yeah, I definitely will be like, okay, I don't want to make a song for the for like for no reason. You know, I want to make a song for a reason. I want to make a song for it to be released rather than just making a song. Right. Right. And they're just sitting on my laptop and no one hearing that. And like, I spent like a whole day where I could have been making something that got released, you know? Hello, friend. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hello, friend. <laughs> nice to meet you. Hello, friend. Do you think you do you think you'd be doing this um, if you ha- if you hadn't moved to London if you'd have stayed in Penang do you think you'd you'd be doing this I think I w- I think I would have I would have I still be like producing right because I was introduced to producing like as I left Malaysia so I was still in Malaysia when I learned about it but I definitely think no- it would be nowhere near as like serious and would my skill level would be nowhere nowhere as near as it is now um uh, just because of the the people that i'm i was surrounded by like i mean not not in like a bad way just because like like a bunch of my friends like were just like fucking around all the time like that like not taking anything seriously um yeah i I reckon i'd still be doing music though right like i'm not very academic so (laughs) it was (laughs) At some point, it was also music or nothing. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, my cousin Shafi, and he he did the the same th- not the same thing because he moved when he was older. He moved for uni, so he moved when he was eighteen. But uh, same thing, and I think there's not. It's not that there's a lack of willingness to be open yeah. in Malaysia, but there's certainly uh, there's certainly more interest in developing weird different pieces of culture in london and as in like new strands of culture things that are uh, way to the left you know a bit strange a bit different um and i think certainly that's helped him develop his music his sound also as a person um and i was wondering if 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 that was the same for you or you 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 feel like you would be making the same kind of music that you're making now if, if you were back home. Um, well, I th- yeah, I think London's definitely helped me like explore the weirder sounds. Cause like, you know, there are a bunch of people, everyone's so individual here. So, you know, you have, when you go to shows, you see like, oh, there's like so many different types of people and so many different types of crowds, but yeah. they're all, at the same, like, I don't know, for example, like, um, probably Cardi show, for example, you know, like there's so many different crowds there, but they're all there for the same person. So it kind of, for me, it kind of was like, Oh, like very different people listen to different kinds of music. Right. So it kind of helped me hone in on what I did want to do specifically and be like, okay, like people will still enjoy this. Um, if I was in Malaysia, I don't know if I would, um, I don't know if I'd be making the same music, to be honest. I think it would be a lot more electronic. I don't think I would have even, I would have even um, 
gone into the the singing thing you you feel like that's something that's happened because of the people you've worked with since you've since you've been yeah well i mean like i think it was also i think it was also being independent like being alone um in in my room and like or like living alone that helped me gain the confidence to sing because i could i could practice when there was no one around so no one could hear my shitty singing (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if I was in Malaysia, I'd be like with my friends, I would be with my family and like, it's kind of, you know, when you, when you're practicing something and you're bad at it, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't want anyone to hear yet. You know? Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's London's very, very good for, um, developing your creative side. Yeah, definitely. But it's a very stressful city to live in for sure. Super stressful city to live in. But I think that 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 kind of high pace and the stress breeds or all the creativity that comes from the pressure of living in that place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the best artists that come out of London have been through the most stressful times, you know, in London. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, everything that the city has to offer will affect your music in some type of way. Um, mm. Just because it's such a creative city to live in. Um, it, it, are, are there are there any artists that you think people should be keeping an eye on right now? They don't have to be in London; they can be anywhere. Um, yeah. So my one of my my good friends and someone I've worked with um, a few for a few songs that haven't been released yet. He plays with me live as well. His name's Tyler. His music project's T Evan T dot Evan. Okay. He is super talented. Like he's amazing. He sings, plays guitar, produces everything himself. Um, he's really, really good. Uh, so people should definitely check him out. Um, a few other people, like Ralph Castelli. I've been working with him recently. He's really good. Um, he, same, like he produces all his own stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Writes lyrics. He sings. He's really good. Uh, is is he the one who on on um on his Spotify has like really thick glasses on his Spotify picture? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Lontalius is good, but I know he he's already has like people already know who he is. He's yeah. really good. He's one of my favorite artists right now. That's that's all I can think of. I think. Yeah. No, that's those are good picks. Those are good picks. I think if if people haven't heard if people haven't heard Ralph Castelli and then they they hear it, it's like. I don't think it's what you're expecting it to be. It's not. Yeah, it was not. When I, I remember when I first heard him, I was like, I, I saw his like his Spotify page. And I, and I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting what I was listening to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, something about it was like, whoa, this, this is cool. Like his voice is so soft and like the music is so soft and so calming. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. That's yeah. it. You're exactly right. Um. Do you, do you have a favorite venue? I well, I I've, haven't been to that many shows to be honest. The J- Jazz Cafe in London's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, in Camden. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. That's good. Super expensive for alcohol though. I know it's so expensive. Oh well, so expensive. when when did you when did you go to the Jazz Cafe? Um, oh, it must have been like two years ago. I went to see Sam Sam Glatry. Okay, so oh, great show! What a good yeah. show to go to. Um, yeah, but, it was great. But it's it's changed a lot like over the span of 15 years and when when you went they've 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 turned it like there's an upstairs and a downstairs right and the upstairs is like a very kind of dark bar vibe almost like a restaurant almost like a restaurant it's like booths and lots of glass and dark windows yeah stuff, right? yeah yeah no the, the drinks are super expensive <laughs> yeah i remember i i went i got um at the sand glade show i bought two heineken's like two plastic bottle Heineken's because right. they can't give you glass like yeah, the small ones in case you drop it off the ceiling 14 pound for two bottles of Heineken bloody hell that's ridiculous yeah it's crazy isn't it yeah and then I, I went recently I watched I, I seen um, who was it Duckworth oh Duckworth yeah great he's got a Solomon Jazz Cafe as well um, drink prices are still the same ridiculous <laughs> but yeah, you know, they gotta do what they gotta do to make money. Gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. Um, you have to support your local venue somewhere, right? Um, okay, this is this is my favorite part, and it's 
a flash quiz. Um, so I'm going to give you two options and you just have to go with your gut. Okay. 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 Right. There's how many questions are there here? There's like 10 questions here. Okay. 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 Penang or KL? Penang. Easy. Okay. E easy. Easy. Penang or London? London. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Amazing. Okay. I hope your family listens to this and feel like you're no no they i'm i'm 100 sure that they feel they don't feel the same but they know that i feel like this okay okay 100%. um i hope they let you back in the country the next <laughs> i don't even know i don't i mean i have a british passport i'm not even like i'm only half malaysian i don't even have like oh this is like, really this is really treacherous stuff yeah like legally i have no no like tie to, to now you're saying you I don't even care just grew up there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Amazing. Uh, melody or lyrics? Melody. Okay. Nice. Um, production or playing live? Production. I think Pro production has more like play playback ability. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah, listen to right. production. Yeah. Um, Gurney Plaza or Paragon? Whoa, Gurney Plaza, for yeah, sure. I, I think so, so. That's so niche. No one who's going to listen yeah. to it is going to have any idea what to Yeah, I was about to say, like, maybe, maybe, maybe we want to explain that. Why do you prefer Gurney Plaza? So they're both shopping malls. They're right next to yeah. each other. Paragon's the new one. Um, yeah, Gurney Plaza's the original one. Yeah, Gurney Plaza's the original one. I think Gurney, just because it has so much... Like, I was... Penang doesn't have much, you know? Penang has nothing, pretty much. Right. And growing up, there's a couple up, of malls, yeah. There's a couple of malls, but you don't go to them. You only go to the one. Yeah, you, you get know, to Gurney. Yeah, you're gonna go. You go to Gurney Plaza. Um, and so I guess I have so much nostalgia tied there. Um, it also has better shops. Like Paragon's like really bougie for no reason. Like no <laughs> one shops. No, there's like there's like a Rolex shop and there's like cause no one shops at them. Like why would you go no, to? No one goes. No, in like, there. exactly. Like if you're gonna go like expensive shopping, you go to KL. You know, right, right. You don't go to Paragon. Drive down the road to Paragon. Yeah, and it's also right. freezing in there. It's, it's so, so cold, cold in there, man. That is what I noticed last time I was over yeah. there because it's sweltering hot, right? It's like ninety nine percent humidity, and you're out, and it's like forty degrees. And then, so obviously you're in a t shirt because otherwise you're going to be too hot. And, and, yeah. and then you step into the shopping mall, and it's like you you're in Finland. It's, it's so yeah, it's ridiculous. And and if you drive to the shopping mall, right, and you go into the car park, and you don't you don't experience the heat, you know, getting out the car and going into the shopping mall, and you're just like cold, cold, cold. And then you walk walk from Paragon to Gurney Plaza, you sweat within so that like hot. It's literally like a minute and a half walk. It's not far. It's like and literally next to Gurney. You know what? Last time, last time I went, I had to stop inside whatever that hotel is in the middle. You know that new hotel, it's like really uh, G hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to stop in there and just be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to explode. <laughs> okay, and then I had to do the rest of it. It's like a one minute walk. Crazy. Yeah, it's like they're literally next to each other, and yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so hot in Malaysia. Okay. So. Anyway, so we we've landed on Gurney. Um, for yeah. any anyone that's still listening, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good long chat? Um, okay, uh, Taylor Swift or Kanye West? Kanye West. Okay. Uh, I think I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Kanye West. Um, not, I don't like him. Just I haven't really listened to much of his music. Right. Um, but I would, I pick Kanye West because of what he's done for culture. Right. Um, around the music that I make, and you know, my music is definitely influenced in some way by Kanye. Okay. Um, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys, easy. Really? Okay. Easy. Easy. The Backstreet Boys were were much bigger in Asia, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more, um, yeah, they have, they have so many hits. <laughs> they do have some hits. Um, <laughs> uh, Simple Plan or Lincoln Park? Simple Plan. I don't like Lincoln Park that much, to Me be honest. Either. Yeah. Me yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Chao Tiao or Nasi Lemak? Chao Tiao. Okay. Uh, yeah. He just chose noodles. Basically, you just chose noodles over rice. Noodles, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, usually I would choose rice over noodles. Would you? Yeah, it's just like this is just the just because I'm like Malaysian Chinese, so like I choose the chocolate. Chao Kuei Tiao is the king of noodles, though. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna get yeah, noodles, you can't, that's can't beat get. it. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh my god, I remember once we came, we went to Malaysia to see my family, and yeah. went to Penang. <laughs> And I, I, I was tasked with going out and getting the food and bringing it back from Gurney, Gurney Drive, right? So I had to go to Gurney Drive. I had to go to all the hawk stores, get the food. I don't speak Malaysian. I'm, it's hot. I'm over it. And I have to go and get all the food and then drive half an hour back to Minden Heights. So I got yeah. all the food and I went with my, um, uh, my mum's second husband. So my stepdad, I went with him. And <laughs> we brought all this food back. and. We brought back a load of food that had pork in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my, your, my Malaysian your family's family. Malay? Was, yeah, they're Malay. Yeah. Right. Completely fucked it. Basically, all that was uh, edible was like the chicken satay, and that was it. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, in Malay, Imagine. like, because Penang Penang's is so, like, um, like, there's so many Chinese people in Penang. So, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's there's more Chinese people than there are Malay people. So like the um, the halal thing is like sometimes very, depending on where you are, like it's sometimes very hard to. Yeah, to it's a bit halal. ropey. Yeah, yeah. And, and we then went back to Gurney Drive to get more food because obviously there's like ten people and we're in Malaysia, so everyone's going to eat loads. Yeah. So we had to. We went back and we tried to give away the food that we bought, and everyone looked at us like we were trying to poison them. All, yeah. these Chinese, all these Chinese Malays were like, I'm yeah, not yeah. taking food off you, mate. I don't know what yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you put in there. Um, that's it. That's the end of my our flash quiz. Nice. I like that. That's good though, right? That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I like that the one that you took longest over was um, choosing between two shopping, two shopping malls. Yeah, I mean, that's literally, like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, Penang is such a small place. Like, it's such a small, and, like, that's all All we had was the shopping mall. Yeah, I mean, tell everyone how long it takes to drive from one side of the island to the other. Oh, maybe maybe an hour. Maybe. 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 Yeah. So and that's, like, right. that's including traffic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's tiny. I mean, it's got everything. It's really I mean, there are beaches and there's shops and whatever, but it's... Yeah. There isn't a lot to do when you're there. <laughs> there really is. Yeah, no, there's, there's like, it's, it's a nice place to go on holiday for sure. Like, that's, you know, when I lived there, I wasn't very happy with where I was because, like, I was there for like 16 years. I did literally everything, you know. I can, I I can that, imagine that growing up there would be a bit stifling. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it's like, I mean, apart from you being in school and having friends from sure, school sure, and like sure. yeah. high school drama and all that kind of shit, but like, actually being there and actually like finding things to do is very tough once you've done it all because it's like there's not once you've gone to the three shopping malls exactly there's 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 more shopping malls than there needs to be there are um i mean who goes to island plaza who goes to island plaza who goes to midlands like they're like deserted <laughs> pretty much um and yeah so it's either shopping malls and also you're a, you're a you're a kid you're a teenager you don't really want to be doing like like the things that the island is meant for like the beach and stuff like you want to go to shopping you want to watch movies you want to like hang out with your friends and like there is a big mo- there is a big there is a big movie culture actually yeah in, in malaysia yeah. big really big. for sure that's just movies are so cheap over there and they get you get movies way before like way yeah. before they come out over here you know i know i i swear i swear i've heard this before from somewhere i think it's like they test movies out on the like southeast asia um, right for right for like uh, the cuts and for like subtitles and that, all that kind of shit. And then if there's any, any problem, then they edit it and then they release it to like 
the Western world. <laughs> Release it on the rest kind of weird. Yeah. That is yeah. weird. That is weird. It is weird. Um, okay, do you have anything to plug? Anything that you want to promote? Oh, okay. So just released um, Good Company EP on Foreign Family Collective with uh, good friends of mine, Ford and Hans. Okay, um, cool. So that, that's out now. Um, June, hold on, let me get the date up. June... This is this is June. straight from your six six month plan, is it? Yeah, this is straight from my six month plan. Um, let me tell you that. Let me tell you the release date. June twelfth, first single from my debut EP. Nice, up. nice. Everything by me. The first song is featuring Lontalius. Ooh, it's a very good song. I like the song a lot. You're going to tell us the title. It's called Rumors. Rumors. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good... It's one of my favourite songs I've ever written. You've got significant competition on that title on Spotify. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. That, that's what the song is like. You know when a song is just called something and there's not really anything you can call it? You can't like, do there's anything no, There's about no alternative. It. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what else can I do? Amazing. Perfect. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for having me. I'll give the uh, I'll give the EP a good listen all the way through, and um, thank you. Yeah, cool. Sweet.